Hey there, Midnight Riders. Welcome to Task Force News with your host, Lunchbox McGee. Tonight, or this week, I guess, it's a Halloween special. We've got Spooky, <laughs> Patriot, Speedy, and uh, some other nickname that's, you know, horrible. Forecast, 432 hertz. I don't have any other <laughs> nicknames for you guys. Thank you for joining me tonight. And everybody else is busy on server raids and trick-or-treating with their kids. <laughs> and uh, there's no trick-or-treating where I live. So I figured uh, I'm trying to do this thing weekly anyway, which this makes episode six. I'm kind of excited. So uh, there, there's supposed to be like a, a stigma about seven episodes. If you can't go more than seven episodes or if you go less than seven episodes, it's usually about the dying point for your podcast. So, anyway, so how are you guys doing tonight? Yeah, I'm sure we're going to make it past seven. And uh, it feels like it was yesterday when we started on this. So, uh, yeah, it's been like a month and a half. Absolutely. Great work for that, Lawrence Belk. Um, very excited to be part of this program. And um, oh, we lost speed. I think, yeah, we just lost her. But um, in any case, while we wait for her, it's crazy here in Switzerland. There's a massive fog that started yesterday. Um, perfect timing right for Halloween. It's insane. You can't even see the building in front of you. Uh, I've never really? seen anything like this. That's crazy. Yeah. And yesterday we had the full moon, uh, Hunter's moon. Um, no coincidence today we had uh, Sean Connery pass away on the 31st of October. Right. So that was quite something yeah i saw a lot of stuff on twitter about that being trump's fault because of covid or something i don't know it's going to be chucked up to covid no matter what happens anyway yeah yeah i might have to find somewhere else to go oh there you are welcome back base meeting uh, we can't hear you Okay. Well, I guess I can fire up a new link and we can try from there. Oh, there I am. I'm sorry. Oh, there you are. My That's all good. headphones disconnected from Bluetooth. Uh, so, sorry about that. Poor shame. Well, welcome back. We were just discussing the hunter's moon and Halloween and the fog in Switzerland. Ooh. Spooky. Yeah, very right. spooky. Very spooky. What uh what else going on down in Switzerland right now, man? You know, it was funny because um my wife was um searching in the, um, the housing market to see if we can find a nice mortgage over here. And that was a good deal that showed up, but it was next to Zern and the airport. Uh, so it was like, yeah, we're we're not going there. <laughs> <laughs> I'm wondering what the actual, like, side effects, because, you know, people that live near power lines, they always complain of, like, them being, like, cancer clusters. Exactly. The so, ratings. So, the, yeah, I mean, the ratings of the location weren't good. Um, knowing what we know about Zern and all that, it's probably best to to stay away. So, so yeah, that was. But what if you got, like, some killer superpowers out of it? Like, you could, like, fly <laughs> or, like, see through something. Right. Yeah, for, who knows, man? 
I, I don't know. It might be worth the risk. I don't know if I would actually buy a house there, but I'd, I'd hang out there for a little bit. Yeah, I mean, we got that trip to Zurn pending. I know a lot of people, <laughs> a lot of people from the chat has been, have been asking me to go and infiltrate. <laughs> so right. We'll have to see what we can do. Do we all need um, to chip in and buy you a bike so you can do the bike tour? Exactly. The bike tour, this and that. You guys know more <laughs> about it than I do, and I'm like 20 minutes away. Well, that's how it usually works. I know a, a buddy of mine who uh, lived in New York his whole life and never went to the Statue of Liberty. Right, right. Yeah, funny how that works. Yeah, well, I mean, it's always there. You figure it's always going to be there. Yeah. But then, like, something happens like the World Trade Center, and boom, you can't go visit anymore. Yep. But uh, that's the fragility of life, you know. Uh, last week was a little bit difficult for us because previously my, my father-in-law had passed and yeah, sorry he, for that, uh, man. Yeah, but he went out like a champ, man. One of the last things he did was uh was vote for Donald Trump. Very good. Yeah, he. One of the last things the man said was uh he was watching the news and he said uh um hang on one second. This dog, I'm gonna kill this fucking dog. Um, <laughs> I hate this thing. I hate him. I hate him. He's, like seriously, I hate little dogs, and this this thing is living up to every expectation I had for him. And he's probably your best friend, or he thinks he is. Uh, well, I mean, only because I don't act. I'm not actively mean to the dog. I'm just not real super friendly. But uh, I'm like that with people I don't like too. Right. But anyway, one of one of the last things my father-in-law said was, um, I don't know why anybody would vote for this moron. He doesn't have enough sense to match two socks. Talking about but yeah. Joe Biden, which I, I thought was pretty appropriate. No doubt. Anyone that votes for him, <clears throat> essentially what they're, what they're saying is that they're not voting for Trump. They don't want him in office. I think that's got to be it because he doesn't have a platform to stand on. He's got nothing. Nope. But I mean, that's how Trump got elected, right? True, man. I mean, I I voted for Trump because no no Hillary. Exactly. That was why I, I voted mean, for Trump because he was different, and yeah, he went in Hillary. No, he's exceeded my expectations, though. I'm very happy with the man. Very very happy with the man. And this is before I even discovered our our. Uh, friendly neighborhood uh insider yeah who shall not be named for very obvious reasons <laughs> but i got a list of stuff i wanted to talk about tonight and the first one i think is going to be the election because that's probably the biggest thing looming over us right now mm -hmm. um i've got this pulled up on electproject.github.io. It's early voting. Okay. Um, and it's general election early vote statistics. I'm looking at this. And so far, 43 million voters have voted as of 6 p.m. tonight. 43? Early voting. I thought it was almost 90 million. Well, it says total early votes, 90 million. Yeah, you're right. Well, they... Wrong. Hold on. What am I doing? I'm reading something wrong. Which, from what I understand... Party registration statistics. Okay. Hmm. 
Go, go ahead. Go I was going to say, from my understanding, too, that's more people have early voted than what, who actually voted in the last election. Well, that could be good or bad. Because if with mail-in voting, you know, it's going to entice a few people that had no intentions of actually voting. They're like, whatever. It's, you know, it's a, it's a stamp. Right. It's not probably not even a stamp, is it? I don't know. I, don't, I, I didn't get one in person. I didn't either. I don't think it is. But from my understanding is that the mail-in voting will not be counted unless it's close. But I could be wrong. That's just something I remember reading or hearing that mail-in voting is only used, um, can only be if counted necessary. when it's close. Yes. That if it's by a landslide prior to, then it will not be used. Okay. I'm reading this right. Okay. Party registration statistics are provided only for states that have party registration. <laughs> so the 90 million is right, but... According to Arizona, California, Colorado, Connecticut, Florida, Iowa, Kansas, Kentucky, Louisiana, Maryland, Maine, North Carolina, New, I don't even know what that is, Nevada, New Jersey, New Mexico, Nevada, Nebraska, Oklahoma, Oregon, Pennsylvania, and South Dakota. All right, so 20 million Democratic votes, 13 million Republican votes, and... 10 million not a part, not party of Philippines. So, so among the ones that have party affiliation listed, 43 million. Okay. But total nine. So I'm not completely moronic. I was reading that semi correctly. <laughs> I'm just glad it's you reading it, not me trying to figure it out. Well, sometimes I'm a little bit slow. And I have to uh, read something four or five times. Same. But here. as of Saturday, October 31st, Trump is up by seven points in Iowa. Biden's up by four in Arizona. By the CNN poll. By Trafalgar, Trump's up by three. Which so far they've been the most accurate previously. Excuse me. I I just want to know how much it's killing CNN to have to actually report that Trump's up. They're not though. No, but I mean they've got Biden. They're having to show it on their thing though. Right. Well, in their poll right here, okay, CNN poll for North Carolina has Biden plus six points. Oh, that's wrong. CNN has Michigan for Biden up twelve points. And Wisconsin has them up eight points. Oh, I misunderstood what you said a while ago. Then, yeah, no, these are these are different um, polls, and it's funny because all the CNN stuff is, of course, leaning blue. Which, you know, by the last election, we already knew, or we know now, actually, in retrospect, that that was all lies and completely horrible right i don't think anybody got that right did they and well there's another motive behind that there's a <clears throat> there's a bunch of people that might even vote for trump and when they go into the polls after voting they're saying that they're voting for biden um 
I mean, the concept of sign majority continues to get bigger over time, especially now when you see how crazy um, the geopolitical landscape has become. There is no incentive for people to um, publicly be open about, you know, voting for Trump. If that can be used against you for whatever reason, you're better off keeping it to yourself. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, and that includes the polls as well. I mean, we've seen that a lot, a lot of studies, different articles, different sources, they're all saying the same thing. And even when I speak to colleagues from work in different regions in the world, they tell me the same type of narrative uh, from New York all the way to California or Denver. It's always the same story. It's, yeah, this is crazy. I'm, I'm voting for Trump. Don't tell anyone. This is what I'm doing. And some of these people not even telling their spouses. Um, wow. So that silent majority is real. Uh, four years ago in Wall Street, I can tell you nobody would be voting for Trump. Everyone would be a Trump hater. Uh, flash forward today, and the majority of people I've been speaking to are going to be voting for Trump. And this includes New York. So... It's pretty big. I, I, I'm expecting like some sort of 70% of the popular vote, a complete landslide, um, even states like California turning red. Hopefully this happens. But I mean, the key message here is that these polls are incorrect and they're incorrect intentionally, uh, not by the sources, but also because people don't feel comfortable disclosing who they want to or who they're voting for. I can relate to that. I won't put up a Trump sign because I'm gone during the week as a truck driver. And uh, exactly, I'm not about to leave my wife here in a, a mixed demographic neighborhood with a Trump sign and three kids. And they're going to flag you. They're going to, you know, disclose that information to your employer, your neighborhood uh, advertisers. Probably my employer would care. My employer is cool. It's, it's more along the lines of the people who would see me gone and would mess with my family while I wasn't home. Yeah. Because if I was here, it would be on. But this is, I don't want to put them in a bad situation. Yeah. This is one of those trades where there's no upside to it. No, there really isn't. Advertising is just, you know, it's kind of pointless. But uh, I'm not about to go out and get a Joe Biden tattoo or anything just to prove that I'm not voting for Trump. <laughs> no, no, guys, I'm with you. Because if you saw that if you saw that video, remember um, when Black Lives Matters was marching and this guys were up in their apartment, they're like, yeah, Black Lives Matters. And then Black Lives Matter started throwing rocks yeah. and busting their windows out. And they're like, what's going on? We're with you. We're in the same like, thing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they don't care. They don't care. And that's the mm-hmm. great thing that I'm seeing is watching them eat their own right now. Because if you step one toe over the line, you are toast. I don't care. Uh, I'm just seeing it all the time. If you if you make one innocuous comment that, you know, six months ago would have meant nothing. Now you're you're being canceled for it. Yeah. Yep. But for anybody listening that hasn't heard, I'm going to go ahead and list off uh, a summary of uh, Donald Trump's top 11 achievements, and I'm sure there's more. But this came off of a Chan. This is a screenshot somebody shared in Maine. Uh, 
the first one is the fastest growing economy in history, which, you know, look how fast we bounced back after they, they started unleashing some of the states. It just, it was quick. Yep. Yes, it was. Uh, lowest unemployment in 50 years. Victory over ISIS and radical Islamic terror. I'll tell you what, I'll bet you France wishes they were us right now. <laughs> uh, border wall and immigration enforcement, which is definitely key. Because I don't know if you guys are familiar with Alex Jones at all, but he's been talking about Cloward and Piven for years. It's basically a strategy to open their borders and make make your country a welfare state. Which you can have one or you can have the other, but you can't do both. You probably understand that living in Switzerland forecast. You guys are very merit-based on your immigration. Am I, am I correct in that? Yeah, absolutely. You have to be able to contribute. You just can't like let anybody come in and... That's right. That's right. Do whatever and live off the live live off the state. But uh, okay, diplomatic opening with North Korea, peace in the Middle East, three Supreme Court justices and record appointments, which that's unheard of. Three, three. That's amazing. Um, historic achievements for Black Americans, which. You know, of course, he talks about this in every rally. Um, opportunity zones, prison reform, funding the HBCUs, um, lowest unemployment. So, yeah, he's done a lot for for uh, Black Americans, whether they realize it or not. Well, and I think a lot of them do. You know, the ones that we hear that don't are the ones that the media is pushing. Um, but, and then the ones that don't approve of Trump are the ones that can't give you any good reason why, other than it's because it's Trump and he's racist, but they can't tell you why, and mm -hmm. they can't back it up other than he's just racist. No, I completely love watching those videos on Twitter where the black dudes are like, I'm pro-Trump and they're walking around telling other people why they're pro-Trump because the fact of the matter is that you or I could walk into an ethnic environment and I can speak till I'm blue in the face. Mm -hmm. But the fact of the matter is, is I don't necessarily relate and they don't relate to me. Right. And that's, that's nothing against anyone by any means, but you know, it makes communication harder and they think that I'm just trying to pander. All right. So if some if somebody who's of the same ethnicity sees what we see and they speak up, they listen a little bit better. And it's usually a big education for these guys. Yep. It's all about culture and being able to speak the language of that culture. It, it is and it shouldn't be like the United States is great because it's a melting pot. But at the same time, we need to remember that we're all Americans. And this divide that has been placed on us through media and through the elites, you know, classism, racism, sexism, whatever, these things don't really matter in the long run. Like, I don't care what somebody's doing in the privacy of their own home. You know, exactly. If two, if two dudes want to get married and they love each other, hey, whatever, man. You know, millions of, of heterosexual couples' marriages fail every year. 
I'm married twice myself. So if you guys want to jump on that bandwagon, you go right ahead. But anyway, getting back to this, uh, I've got three more points here. The creation of the USMCA to replace NAFTA. Mm -hmm. Sticking it to China. And we lost Speedy again. Uh, stronger military and Space Force, which I'm excited about Space Force because that means my son can actually grow up to be on, you know, an intergalactic spaceship, which would rock. That would be awesome. Right? I keep telling him that. He's like, I don't want to, dr- I don't want to go to space. I just want to drive a truck. And I'm like, dude, there's so much more out there. But let me ask you, forecast. What what do you see the ramifications of a Biden presidency being? I think it's just a continuation of what was happening um, before 2016. And a lot of the stuff that um, we've been seeing this year would probably um, develop the wrong way. I think Europe is a good example because there's a lot of deep state here. Um, You see the situation in the... Mm -hmm. And it's embedded too. It's embedded. It's been there for centuries. So. I would expect if, if Biden wins, they would follow the same path that we're seeing in many countries here. An example in the UK, um, you can't do anything. You can't really like go outside, see people that are not your flatmates. It's like a social experiment at this point in time. And the crazy part about it is that, you know, not many people are actually dying from COVID. There's plenty of capacity and and resources on on all medical facilities. So it, it feels like it's some sort of <coughs> social experiment to to try to control people. Um, you got a bunch of friends and colleagues working there in London and London is dead. It's literally dead for no reason other than just political corruption. You're starting, you're, you're starting to see uh, a second wave of lockdowns. France has started the curfew a couple of days ago. Uh, their highways were completely jammed. Um, nobody could like uh, commute for like hours. It was crazy. In Spain, we're starting to see the same thing. Italy went on lockdown a couple of weeks back. So you you got a bunch of countries there, and Germany started as well. I don't see the light in some of these places. It's going to be very tough. I mean, first you got to clean up the U.S., then the cleanup will continue in Asia. And lastly, in in Europe and Israel. And um, some of these countries, Deep State doesn't have much of an opposition. And so it's going to be very tough for them to to see the light in the the near term. It's going to be very challenging. I got friends in all these places and it's, it's tough. It's hard to make a living. It's hard to get paid, hard to pay the bills. Um, And people are suffering. You can see that. You can tell it. And um, and there's no reason mm-hmm. to justify any of these measures, but you don't have an opposition, which makes it very, very difficult to deal with. In the U.S., at least you, you got 30 Republican states that were reopening. If Trump wins, everything will go back to normal. And so, you, you know, you, you can get some sort of recovery. And in the meantime, you got strong monetary policy. You got strong fiscal policy. In Europe, you've had very little of that. I mean, you barely started to see some sort of fiscal stimulus. 
it's not coordinated and and people are not receiving as much money for staying at home compared to in the U.S. So it's a very different ball game. I think the biggest difference here would be, uh, I think that we are. I guess the word is decadent. We are accustomed to a lot of things in life. And as long as we can get online and use our phones and there's enough food in the fridge and we've got stuff to watch on TV, most people are pretty mm-hmm. docile. And that's that's sad, but it it's is. true. At least It is true. We're kind of a pampered society. And we're used to, like you mm-hmm. said, that certain lifestyle. And as long as we have our what we consider our basic needs, even though in other countries they would be considered wants. Um, yeah. Lavish. It would be considered exactly. lavish anywhere else. But it's interesting hearing you talk forecasts because um, even we still have pockets within the United States trying to shut stuff down. I was just reading this evening um, that a county in Texas, thankfully it's not my county, um, but El Paso County in Texas a judge ordered a two week complete lockdown and even the attorney general of Texas has come in and said, you can't do that. (laughs) That's not legal. But he is, this judge is seriously trying to enforce a two week complete lockdown. Hmm. So much for 15 days to, you know, (laughs) drop the curve. Right. Well, even on the news, I was just, cause I was looking for the national guard stuff. Um, even the news was trying to say that Texas is um, has had several new cases and that the numbers are rising rapidly and all of that. And we know for a fact that that's not true. You know, they can't even really, they can't isolate yeah. the COVID, you know, it's a SARS. And so to start saying cases are going up, we're in the middle of flu season or at the beginning of it, a flu season. Hello. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The cases are going to be going up with the flu. Well, the flu doesn't exist Right, anymore. we just canceled the flu. <laughs> well, COVID killed it. But let me ask you a question here, Forecast. Um, now, Australia and New Zealand are seeing some very draconian yep. uh, lockdowns, and they're horrible from everything that I've seen. It's like it's, it's one of the worst places in the world as far as I can tell. No doubt. Um, And they're 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 uh, a close second to the United States as far as freedoms are concerned. Now, I don't know if they have a constitution. I haven't done enough research on them to find out what exactly they have going on there. But my question to you is, how can they reconcile that with what they just passed with um, pairing up with the United States military? Well, I mean, first of all, these are commonwealth um, countries, which actually formed the Five Eye system. Um, so when we talk about the deep state, um, you know, we can we can talk about the three-letter agencies, but that's just part of it. And even on FISA-gate, the biggest component of FISA-gate is not even the FBI or the CIA, it's Five Eyes. Um, that's where, that's probably where most of the bodies are buried. The Steele dossier was funded by the UK part of Five Eyes. Well, not funded by them, but um, the intel came from them, right? Remember that subsource, mm-hmm. the Russia guy that was in the FBI watch list? 
Yeah. Right. So that that came from the mm. UK part of Five Eyes, uh, obviously funded by the Clinton Foundation. But remember that um, Seventeen keeps saying over and over again, not everything can be publicly disclosed. The level of corruption goes so deep um, that we we need to find ways to clean up the system without destroying the institutions. And when he talks about that, uh, the majority of that information that will stay hidden is 5 i related. And that includes obviously New Zealand, Australia, UK, and so on and so forth. The level of corruption in these places is incredibly high. And so when, <coughs> when, the, U- when the U.S. is starting to say, we're going to open up the National Guard and start coordinating efforts with these countries, it's basically a sign that they're going to start cleaning house in those areas after Trump gets reelected. The U.S., the swamp has been cleaned up at this stage. It's almost done. Um, yeah, there's a reason why they say trust Ray. Um, that has a lot of uh, symbolism that most people don't understand and expect this guy to be highly corrupted. And yes, he's got ties with with Biden and those uh, negotiations and in Russia and so on and so forth. But he's been cleaning house all this time. So what's probably going to happen is once Trump gets reelected, he's going to step down only for optics. Um, throughout Trump's presidency, he's already been cleaning house. And that's the reason behind trust Ray. It doesn't mean that he's not corrupt. It simply means that he is playing a role now and he's being managed by the White Hats, mm-hmm. uh, similar to Hunter Biden. Uh, Hunter has been... Uh, negotiating with the Patriots for three years now. Those watches that we've been seeing on the drops, they belong to him or his father. But in any case, it was all targeted. uh, Fast forward three years, and right before the elections, you got all this um, scandal coming out. And it was interesting because, again, if you look at these drops and and the comps behind it, a lot of the decodes were leading to uh, HRC being arrested before the elections. Um, my feeling is that mm-hmm. that was specifically a disinformation tactic to get her off the ticket. And knowing that the deep state controls a couple of families in government, one of them is uh, the Clintons and the other one is the Bidens. If you take her off the ticket, then you'll probably have somebody like Biden. You take control of his son and you release the laptop right before the elections. It's all perfectly timed. And I think it's, you know, these moves and counter moves. Uh, destined to to trigger mass awakening for people to wake up and start asking questions. You know, going back to the point where, you know, people feel comfortable just living their lives and not have to think too much. There comes a point where you're going to have to start questioning, especially when they tell you you can't leave the house. And so this year has been quite remarkable for people to finally wake up and say, uh, there's more to life. Um, you know, people are not going to breathe for me. There might be democracy, but it's going to be my responsibility to get informed, educated, and understand what's happening uh, if I want to be entitled to my human rights. Um, so all, all this sets the stage for people to wake up, start making the right decisions. And as you start seeing this awakening, um, the White Hats can continue with their plans to, to, to clean house and, and move outside of the U.S. Um, because it's, it's still too... I really hope we do, too, because seriously, we've got a lot of allies globally that need yeah. our help. 
you guys for one well switzerland no you guys weren't locked down were no you? so i mean the um, governmental policies and and the way regulation works here is it's been okay uh when it comes to COVID. so we've been quite calm and easygoing even today uh on the back of you know lockdowns in other countries we're doing pretty well um that being said um traditionally switzerland has been headquarters for a deep state with Zern and, and other and yeah. Knights Templar and so on and so forth. Yeah, but they're not gonna they're not like an inner city riot. They're not gonna destroy no, no, their own. None neighborhood. of that would happen here. It's probably one of the safest uh, places to be. That's kinda sad <laughs> on a lot of levels, but you know. <laughs> as long as you shut up and do what you're told, you're fine. Yeah, I mean, people are cool. You, you know, you got like two years of unemployment here in Switzerland. If you get fired at like Damn. 80%. How? So, I mean, you're wow. covered here. Fully covered. You got great salaries, great jobs. Um, things work really well. All the transportation is electric. So there's a, a lot of great things about, hmm. about living here. And, and obviously the outdoors is amazing. Oh, I imagine. I imagine it's gorgeous there. Right on. Anything you want to kick in there, Speedy? I'm used to Hercules, and she, you know, she's. I don't want you feeling left out. I'm a little good right now. I'm just, it's interesting to hear in forecast perspective because I know for me, I'm isolated from what goes on around the world. And I know a lot of that has to do with our media. Because they want to keep us in the dark and, mm-hmm. you know, keep us uneducated. Yeah, yeah. don't talk about shit. You know, all they want to do is, you know, try to brainwash us into their narrative. And so it's always interesting to hear other people's perspectives that live outside the states. Mm-hmm. I concur. But I'm... Uh... We've been doing a dig the past few weeks, um, and I know you guys are familiar with this, but for those who aren't, something that needs to be brought up and somebody something that people need to look into is something called Operation Dark yeah. Winter, and Joe Biden alluded to this in the last debate, and I don't think he was supposed to open his mouth, but I've also seen other leaders, I can't remember exactly who right now mentioned dark winter and uh for those of you who don't know what it is it's a code name for a senior level bioterrorist attack simulation conducted from june 22nd to the 23rd of 2001 and it was designed to carry out a mock version of a covert and widespread smallpox attack on the united states and it basically lined up everything that's going on with covid And I think that COVID was the precursor or the excuse for this lockdown because they're expecting Joe Biden to win. So, and you've already seen it. You're already seeing it right now, you know, with the elections looming. You turn on the television, oh, COVID numbers are up. People are dying left and right. They said a thousand people a day are dying from COVID, and that's bullshit. 
Um, I think the actual number globally of people who died of straight COVID was somewhere in the 30 some odd thousand range globally. Um, correct me if I'm wrong on that one. But uh, from what I understand, that's that the, the people who died of COVID was somewhere in the 30,000 range. And the interesting thing is I mean, about the ones that died of COVID all had um, secondary issues. It wasn't just your typical everyday person, healthy person that got COVID and died. It's, you know, they either had diabetes or um, heart issues or something else going on too. Yep. And that's a... Well, that's one of the arguments. Go ahead. I'm it's sorry. actually Go pretty ahead. similar to the flu. It, it feels like it's identical, meaning that if if it weren't for the media, we wouldn't have noticed. Um, because every flu year you have more or less a million people globally that die from <clears throat> from flu-like illnesses. This year we've had a bit over mm-hmm. a million globally um, mm-hmm. across the board. So if you didn't know it was COVID, I mean, you could have naturally just assumed that it's a normal flu. Um, and well, that's the only it's the only sickness out of, and and I've seen it and heard it joked about, but it's the only illness that's pretty much ever been out that you have to be tested to know you even have it. Exactly. Yeah. If you if you have cancer or something like that, you're feeling like shit and you go get checked out. You know, if you have something else, you feel bad and you go get checked out. You know, people are walking around with this shit and there's nothing wrong with them. Oh, but they have COVID. No, no oh, doubt. No, and I'm that's shitting. the other funny thing is, you know, since when did the people at the top care so much? <laughs> right. And what's sad, though, is because of Whoa. this COVID, all the measures that we're putting in place, all the cleaning measures. Um, I mean, I, I work at a school and every time I see kids, I have to clean with a regular disinfectant and then I have this special disinfectant and I have to do it to everything that they've touched and we're killing off the natural germs. So between that and the mask, we're losing any immunity to any virus we've ever had. There's that too. Something that's funny that my wife and I, she, she's at the opposite end. Um, she is a wonderful, wonderful woman, and I love her very much. One of the things that irritates me, though, is the fact that she is terrified of COVID. And no matter what I bring up, stats or anything else, yep, just lost <laughs> forecast. This is unreliable. Um, but no matter what I bring up, she is terrified. And... <clears throat> One of the arguments that she and I have have had that we've agreed to disagree on is I feel like the number of people who are dying from COVID who have comorbidities, if if it was flu and you died from diabetes, they would say you died from diabetes. If you had a heart attack, they would say it was a heart attack. (laughs) If it was anything else, it would be that illness that killed you. You know, it wouldn't be the flu killed him. People with pneumonia die from pneumonia. Exactly. They don't die from the flu. But why is it a COVID death? 
if they develop pneumonia when they've got COVID. I, other than, you know, padding the numbers, I don't understand why they would even categorize these things as COVID deaths when they're well, not. Well, part of that is because the hospitals got more money for COVID deaths. They got paid, I don't remember how many mm-hmm. thousands of dollars more per COVID death versus just a regular gunshot wound. So there, that was why yeah. the hospitals are reporting these deaths as being COVID is because they want that extra money that the government's given out, which I don't think they should have. I don't think there should have been more payment for a COVID death versus if you died of a heart attack or a gunshot wound. True. So, but I mean, that's my opinion on that. But I mean, I think if they, the people that put that policy in place knew that if they put that in place, then we would be able to raise the COVID numbers quickly. Because think about how many people go in the hospital and die every day from just a number of reasons, you know, car accidents, gunshot wounds, knife wounds, heart attacks. I mean, you name it. Um, so it was an incentive for the hospitals to report it that way so they could get those numbers up really quickly and make it sound like, you know, we're all going to die from COVID. Right on. Uh, Any thoughts on that one forecast? I was just discussing why, you know, with COVID, everything is associated with COVID. But if I had you know, a cold or the flu and develop something else from it, it would be, that would be what killed me. It wouldn't be the flu. Most people, they don't die from the flu, but whatever um, built up upon that, absolutely. And uh, nobody locks down an economy over a flu. (laughs) We've had this illness forever and and nobody gives a damn. We also had the swine flu uh, four years ago. Nobody cared there either. and you had almost 100k people die from that. It just comes to show how it's all—it's all about the media. It's all political. And and back uh, going back to where I, what I was saying before I dropped off. I mean, last time I checked, nobody cared um, about you going to McDonald's every day if you want to kill yourself, uh, eating shit all the time. There's nothing to stop you from doing any mm-hmm. of those things. And. Um, Oh, and speaking of eating shit, all right, I wanted to let you guys know I smoked some ribs earlier that were fucking amazing, (laughs) and they make me very proud (laughs) to be a fat man, because I have earned it with food like that. Anyway, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to divert. You know, people die every year from so many illnesses, and some of these are, are directly related to the system in which we live in. And nobody has bothered to fix these things. So why all of a sudden do they care so mm-hmm. much about your health? Yeah, exactly. So it's there's clearly right. something. They never gave a shit before. We know what the game plan is. But <clears throat> what's even scarier is if, if Biden were to win, and clearly he won't. But this dark winter, to your point, this is the next step. I mean, COVID was just like a test to see how people would re- yeah, exactly. And then it's like, mm-hmm. okay, we're going to launch something they can push really going to kill people. Right? And then... 
Yeah, and I really hope they head this off at the pass because from what I'm seeing, it looks like Dark Winter's um, yeah, probably I mean, going to happen either way this That's goes. what we're going to have to figure out. Um, I don't know if you guys know uh, Jesus Jared Justice. She's a, a friend of mine. She's actually a uh, healthcare worker, and she's pretty scared of this dark winter stuff. She, she's 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 a frontline worker, so you know she's going to be one of the first people right. that's affected by this. Well, I think COVID was not only a test run, but um, with the lockdowns, the mask, the insane cleaning techniques that everybody's doing it's weakened our immune system so therefore the dark winter will be even more devastating for us had we not had covid so i think the covid played two parts as a test run to see how we would react and how far they could push us but also as a way to lower our immune systems so we would be more susceptible to whatever they throw at us no doubt I'm reading on some of this right now. Uh, that whole plot was pretty scary. Alex Jones did a whole series about this um, dark winter stuff, him and David Knight. Now, I don't watch them very much anymore because I'm convinced that Alex Jones is a show. I agree with that. But that's just me. Um, I have a question for you, Forecast, and I'm sorry, Speedy, for, for not being able to include you in this one. But you are our financial guru. <clears throat> And I use that term lovingly and, you know, jokingly. But I mean, yeah, at the man. same time, this is what you do for a living. Now, today, I was just curious because you were I knew you were going to be on the show. So I figured I would ask you about this. Now, I was looking up the difference between Nasera and the Great Reset. And I stumbled across this article written... It doesn't have a date on it by a fellow by the name of Mike Rothschild. Mm -hmm. He says he's not really, his name's really not Rothschild, but um, it's the Mike Rothschild.com. Okay. This is 319 2020. And he's talking about Nasera. And in the article, he says, uh, the conspiracy theory is Nasera, a pie-in-the-sky prosperity scam that would see all debt abolished and vast riches raining down on the people right. as a culmination of a great war between good and evil. And this perspective, cash payments, mortgages, pauses, and debt forgiveness that are being kicked around by Congress, conspiracy believers see the fulfillment of Nasera, a time of light mm -hmm. and hope that will make us all rich beyond our dreams. And... Basically, they actually kind of – he kind of summed us up pretty good, I'm not going to lie. Um, he says, if QAnon is a combination of the hunt for yeah. Red October and the Da Vinci Code and the Turner Diaries, which I'm not familiar with the Turner Diaries, but um, he said, Nasera is emerging of Star Wars, Mr. Smith Goes to Washington, and Modern Day Prosperity Gospel. Now, first I would like to ask you – what is the difference between Nasera and the Great Reset? Because well, they seem I mean, very Nasera similar. is just in the implementation of of the reset from an economic perspective. The type of acts and term sheets that you need to put in play in coordination between monetary and fiscal policy. Um, they have different names, different schools of thought, 
The one that is currently taking place is called MMT, which is Modern Monetary Theory. It's a concept where um, people believe that okay. um, central banks can continue to stimulate the economy without kicking inflation. Um, we can talk a little bit about inflation afterwards. Uh, but in order to transition from the current MNT uh, policy that we have nowadays, because keep in mind, the Fed is uh, buying the shit out of the market. And at the same time, um, the White House is providing mm-hmm. stimulus checks. So you already have part of Nasera um, being implemented, but you, you're still missing the part of the reset, which is a process where the Fed would have to, the same way they click a button and money appears out of thin air and they start buying treasury bonds and mortgage-backed securities. They're buying corporate bonds as well, um, investment grade and also high yield. Anything that, that gets downgraded to high yield, they're eligible to purchase it. You can buy high yield ETFs as well. So they can do a lot of things. But what we haven't seen them yet is to cancel the assets from their balance sheet. So an example would be, let's say you're the treasury and you need to, um, you need to access some funding to, um, to, um, to keep your debt ceiling. So you're going to issue debt and um, somebody's going to buy that from you. The Fed mm-hmm. can buy that stuff in the secondary market after the auction. Um, but in any case, as um as a treasury, you still need to pay the Fed the coupons every every quarter as they start um, <clears throat> as they become as as they get settled. So the difference between this system and <clears throat> and moving to one in the Sarah is uh, those securities they disappear. So let's say the Fed owns a couple trillion dollars of treasuries. Let's say they say these treasuries that we own, we're going to cancel them. They no longer exist. So you, the Treasury of the United States, you no longer need to pay us uh, the debt from this security because we're going to cancel it for you. Um, and they can start doing that across the board. They can start buying student debt and eliminate it and say, okay, you don't have to pay anything. We're going to cancel this obligation from you. You can do that in the corporate market as well. You can bail out companies. There's no limit to what you can do in the world. There's no limit to what you can do in economics. The problem is nobody's ever questioned it because we haven't seen anything but debt accumulation. But the reality is the Jubilee system, which is one of the, the oldest financial systems in the world, they would cancel debt every cycle. Uh, because they understood that it wasn't sustainable over time to live this way. And what's happened in the last, of course, I mean, what's happened in the last 20 years mm-hmm. is in order that. to sustain the financial systems, interest rates would have to move lower and lower and lower over time to compensate for the buildup in, in debt. There, yeah, there comes a time so where like, so when you turn negative, interest. yes, you can help some people, uh, but you can destroy banks, and you can make it very hard for investors to um, to invest their money in 
and let's say long-term uh, projects and capex capital expenditures uh, which increase productivity over time so you end up in a situation where people are not incentivized to to deploy capital for long-term um, long-term uh, businesses and activity and what they end up doing is they stay in cash and they try to save more and more money to earn less and less because interest rates are lower so it creates a feedback loop which is inefficient unproductive over time it leads to less innovation and productivity and this the cycle continues so i mean you can very easily fix the system by canceling debt and starting again from scratch and that's what's going to happen yeah i mean now are you seeing evidence of this to happening? see um banks like bank of america they're already writing research papers discussing this possibility they think gold is going to three thousand as an example so they're pretty much bang in line with the concept of um turning back to the gold standard having everything asset based <coughs> backed by real assets <laughs> are you sure you don't have the covid yeah, in? my wife got sick last week it was terrible we tested negative but um I don't know, oh, man. This might be worse. No, no it's, it's, it's I feel better, brother. I really do. I appreciate you hanging yeah. in there with us. <laughs> well, I mean, this is no an audio podcast, so I appreciate you, Doric, yeah. to jump yes. in with us. I missed you, man. It's been a, it's been a while. <laughs> I'm curious forecasts from the standpoint of from our side, not just looking at from the government side, like how do, what is it going to look like for us? I mean, are we really going to get all our debt canceled and get to start with a new slate? And I mean, how does it, how does it work moving forward? Can you guys hear me? Yep, oh, there you are. Yeah, so I mean, the speed of the process. Okay, now um, there you are. These things take a long time, by the way. <laughs> they don't happen okay. overnight, even if they've already been working on the term sheets. First off, you need you you need full control of Congress. That's the number one step. You need to take control of the House to even consider this as a possibility. And once you start doing that, then um, if, if you control the White House and Congress, you can make it happen. But it's it's probably going to take time to uh, work and negotiate and make sure that you can get everything up and running. It's going to happen. Well, you know, it's funny because uh, not to talk over you, but I'm trying to save your voice a little bit, too. Um, at the beginning of Trump's first term, he had control of the House right. and the Senate, but it was so full of deep state players that he couldn't get anything accomplished. So the past couple of years, you know, he's been people got a lot of people got voted out. Um, there were quite a few upsets, too. You know, um, I know. Uh, it's funny because uh, here I saw Donald Trump talking smack on Ben Sass, but I like mm -hmm. Ben Sass. He's he seems to know what's going on. But uh, there are a few of them. Um, 
none that I could pull off the top of my head, but there were some upsets and it was nice to see. I'm hoping that next week's election will turn everything red. And it's not necessarily because I believe the Republicans are any better than the Democrats, but in the atmosphere that they've pervaded at this point, the only thing we have is somebody that at least has America's best interests at heart, even if they're not completely pure as the driven snow. They need to they need to remember that, you know, this is America and we have a constitution and we have things that make America great, air quotes, that a lot of other countries don't. And by selling us out to communist regimes and circumventing all this stuff through fiat and everything else, you know, no matter what happens with the president, yeah. if if they continue to do that, we're screwed. Definitely need to definitely need to eliminate the the black so, chains. Just a thought. Mm-hmm. Well, it's hard to do, man. I mean they they had a they had a um, a fund in Congress for people to or for congressmen yeah. and senators to. Um, pay off people when when they were compromised, and it was internal, but it was taxpayer money. So I mean, if that's if that's built into the process of being a senator or a congressman, yep. it's corrupt from jump. Anyway, as far as it being a slow process, though, um, I don't know how you guys over there mm-hmm. are, but over here we're we're along the lines of I want it right now, I want it my way, and we're not very patient as a whole. Okay, that was awesome being Halloween, and now we have the squeaky door. <laughs> <laughs> I just got attacked by a cup of hot chocolate that my wife brought me. Yeah, she's a sweetheart. That's one of the things I was talking about earlier with COVID. It's because she has genuine anxiety about this stuff. And this is one of the reasons I'm so pissed off at the deep state over all this bullshit. Because she's been genuinely terrified of this. And it's like... Something that's completely uncontrollable for her. To put her at that level of terror and anxiety is unforgivable as far as I'm concerned. And there are so many people out here. I went out to the store one day and this dude was wearing a full-on respirator to shop. This was three weeks ago. This wasn't at the beginning. Every yep. When it all first started, <clears throat> I understand because we didn't know what was going on. Everybody was being super extra, super careful because they told us millions of people were going to die any second. You know, yep. bodies lining the streets. It was going to be like 12 monkeys. And, you know, months into it, we're just kind of scratching our heads going, where, where are all the dead bodies at? But there are still people who are genuinely upset by this. And right, I'm mad on her behalf because I know it's bullshit. And I want to see all this stuff come to light. And I want to see people like Fauci and Gates pay for what they've done. (laughs) So, sorry, that was my rant. 
I'm going to enjoy this hot chocolate. They're going to have to pay, mm, and they've, they've already lost. You know, the thing about putting people in fear is that you lower their their energy, their vibration, their frequency. It lowers it down, and that ties back to spirituality. Everything that we're seeing is just spiritual warfare. It's a biblical fight between good and evil. And the only way for good to prevail is for people's mm-hmm. um, frequency to naturally increase over time and raise the vibration of the planet. Um, and that's how you see the deep state. They try to control you and they try to fix their timeline uh, to one that's lower density through fear. And, um, you know, COVID is just one of those mechanisms. But, I mean, just turn on Netflix. Try to find any movie that's not, it's not related to violence. You're going to struggle. And that's all designed to do the same thing. Program people, lower their energy. Uh, mm-hmm. Make people think that, you know, human nature is, is corrupted by definition when in reality it's, it's the complete opposite. But they're going to fail. People are going to wake up and over time, you notice, for instance, in the rallies, uh, in the Trump rallies, people are super happy. Absolutely. So, I mean, that will prevail. Oh, yeah. The, you can tell it. Vibrations of society will increase over time. And um, they won't be able to hide in the shadows. The truth will come out eventually. I agree with that. I'm going to ask one more question. Then <laughs> I'm going to see us all off here because we've been on here for a little over an hour at this point. And I know your voice is just scratchy and you're not feeling all that good forecast. And I'm, my heart goes out to you, brother. But um, he needs some of your heart. Yeah, nah, but I, I don't like I, to see anybody sick. I'm not sick. Um, it's my throat. But I'm feeling especially sick. right now. I know. I was just thinking that. Well, my question is <laughs> Squirrel. Oh, there's somebody driving by on a race rocket. Yay. Um right? But you can hear it, I'm sure. Um what do we do if they pull this off and Biden wins? Are we going to take to the streets and try to take back the country or are we just gonna like endure it? Until next election, because if we endure it till the next election, I think there's. I'm not sure there's going to be a country to take back. I'm not. I'm not promoting. I'm not promoting. I want to put this out there. I'm not promoting violence in any way, shape, or form. That's okay. I was going to say. I think there's enough of people awake that I don't. Go ahead. I'm sorry. First of all, I don't see it happening. But if it did, I don't think we would lay down and take it like we have in the past. Um, Too many people have what have woken up to what's going on and we realize what's coming. I mean, think of all the people at the Trump rallies. Um, There's, there's no way we would sit down and we would have a civil war within our own country. If it needed to be, yes. You think it would go go physical at that point though? Because it's been a cold war. That's okay. I was just going to say if it needed to be, Uh, absolutely. Without a doubt. Because we're going to defend what's ours. Yeah. 
then it comes back to people like myself and I'm not going to say that, it, you know, I wouldn't go out and fight. I don't know where I fall on this. I'm a very patriotic person, but I've never really had to fight. If it comes up as far as I don't know how to put this without sounding like a douche. Um, freedom is an existential endeavor. It's it's not quantifiable in anything material. It's just, you know, I'm not fighting for my shit. I'm not fighting for my kids okay. in, in the existential sense. Okay. In the physical sense, I'm not, is, is what I mean. Um, now, if it were between someone coming for my family yes i can 100 percent say i would fuck some people up or go out fucking some people up but i can't say that i mean i will definitely do something in a support role but i can't say that i'll be on the front lines because i'm fat and i'm old and i'm slow and i'm not really sure what i could do other than you know, I don't draw think fire much we can do I mean, if Biden wins, I think we're just so fucked. I'm just being honest. <laughs> it's over. So let's just hope. If Biden wins, I'm moving to Switzerland with you, forecast. Yeah. <laughs> 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 and at least if we at move to, with forecast nice. by CERN, at least if they're going to fire up CERN, we'll be one of the first ones to go so we don't suffer. <laughs> it's a good plan. <laughs> That's true, too. No, I just, I'm not going to say anything. I just say, um, go, go ahead. I'm it's sorry. A good, it's a good idea. I mean, there's not much we can do about it. Woods, man, it's over. Oh, okay. <laughs> exactly. And, and a lot of people were also saying, what if, you know, 17 and Trump are a psyop on a psyop, meaning that they're also working with the bad guys. And I was like, listen, if that's the case, then we're all screwed. <laughs> it's what it is. Uh, it's okay. I mean, the best we can do is hope for. Right. For good things to count to come, and if it doesn't happen, then you know it is what it is. But at least we tried, and we had faith in the process. And here's that's okay. Well, you, go ahead. You said it yourself with the raising of vibrations. I'm sorry to talk over you, Patriot. Um, but the raising of vibrations, you know, if nothing else, this whole movement has brought hope well, where I, there was none. I believe that in the power of thought and oh, the, you know, me personally, I don't have the fear a lot of people do that Trump's going to lose. You know, Q keeps telling us to, um, to, um, what's rely on the plan. I can't think of the, the word I'm looking for, but anyway, Trust, thank you. Trust, the Trust the plan. And Trust. I, I don't know Trust if it's because I've been on this spiritual pathway and have found myself closer to God, but I do trust the plan. And I think if enough of us truly believe in that, there's power in that. And, you know, we can make great things happen. And so, you know, because kind of like what forecast has talked mm -hmm. about when we start getting that fear, we're lowering our vibrations and that brings us down. And, um, and it's all about, you know, raising those vibrations. So we have to trust the plan. Um, Cause I feel like if we don't, we're screwing ourselves. 
um, because we are lowering those vibrations. I mean, that's just my two cents on it. Amen. Right on. Amen. Well, guy, go ahead. Oh, yeah. Right on. Well, guys, it has been a wonderful conversation. I right. hope next weekend <laughs> I can get some of you guys back on, one or both of you. Um, I'm still going to try try and doing stuff with other people in the in the chat as well. Um, I'm trying to do like a spiritual thing, you know, like a message for people to remind them to unplug and to pray and love Jesus and love your mm -hmm. family. And even if Jesus isn't your path, but love somebody. Love, well, I was going to say, just guy. believing in a higher Whatever power that, that there is somebody the up there that's watching down on us oh. and helping us out. Yep. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. But uh, this, this, the show is still evolving. And uh, hopefully it will continue to, because I'm really enjoying doing it, and I'm actually starting to get a little bit of a following, or we are. It's not just me. Now, everybody's interchangeable here but me, but I don't necessarily – the most information that, that I provide is kind of a generic perspective, I suppose, and I rely on my guests to – put these things together in a way that's palatable for anyone who might be listening. But hopefully with this, you know, it will continue to grow and I can continue to have people on and I don't necessarily see this being anything massive, but right. you know, it's just fun to do if nothing else. So thanks guys for coming on. And uh, I appreciate you walking with me tonight because like I say, I'm, there we go. At the end of every show, where we go one, we go all. And, yep, you guys have a wonderful night. Enjoy Halloween. Anybody that's taking part in the server raid later on, have at it. I tried wow. jumping in there with Echo, and I have no idea what's going on. Like, I can't get past that. <laughs> I got to see if I can stay up like long enough to join the raid questions. tonight. Yeah, That's there's that true. too. And, and technically that'll be November 1st. It won't be Halloween. Yeah. But I said it, I said it in live chat last night. I think it's I will say I have never laughed houses. that hard in a very long time. Like it was it was a lot of fun. Yeah. It makes me Yeah. Well, <laughs> I logged into a couple awesome. of those rooms earlier and they are still reeling from it. Yeah, everybody that got booted out, they're like, we got to change these channels up. We got to make sure that when people come in here, they can only do like one room. We've got to vet everybody. That way, What's when they do come in, they spam. What's funny is that the people we ran into last night, place. I'm laughing because I'm like, it, they would die if they came into one of our rooms. Like, if they started trying to troll us and started doing the stuff we did to them last night, we would, I mean, they we would run them out of town in a heartbeat. And we would probably sit there be laughing about it. But I mean, 
Yes, exactly. That's probably exactly. Where these people are like, you can't do that. Oh my gosh. I'm like, now I know why I'm not a leftist. I truly get it now. <laughs> right? Yes. And it's totally it's triggered. funny because we're like, I don't know. It's It was almost like playing with children last night. It is. I'm just like, they can't Wow, they can't hold good. up against us. And it's not, I'm not trying to sound like we're mean or bullies. We're just at a higher, what's the word I'm looking for? Yes. A higher maturity level than they are. Maturity? Maturity? Well, when you need a safe space <laughs> and, and a puppy and, you know, whatever it is you need to 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 exist in a, in a school or anywhere, really. You know, I don't know about you guys, but I've been in some hostile situations and yep. they're not right. pleasant, but finding your way out of them helps you navigate the next one. Yep. Without adversity, you never progress. Without failure, That's... you never succeed, ever. I had a friend ask me one time, you know, what have you been doing for the last 10 years? I was like, man, I've been failing at everything. That well, I tried, and you got to look a I lot of these try. leftists now, you know, they're, they're younger, um, but they were raised in a society where everybody got a trophy for just showing up. And so they, they don't know how to cope with true adversity. I like that. Well, we're helping them see by them. going in and raiding their servers. We're actually teaching them a life lesson. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I used to joke because I'm I, I love inappropriate humor, but uh, at Christmas time I used to tell people that I would go into D.C. to set bums on fire for the holidays, and they were like. Oh my God, why would you do that? I said, well, nothing <laughs> makes you appreciate life more than a near-death experience. I'm really helping uh, out. Right. Obviously, I was not <laughs> serious. You Wait, know, fire's bad? Fire bad. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> well, I mean, if you're on fire, it's definitely bad. Too much of anything That's bad. True. 25 pounds of chocolate will kill you. Um, it's bad. A pleasure. Anyway, you guys have a Thank great you. night. Thanks for joining me again. And um, yeah. Bye, guys. Thank you.